Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Goes by the pseudonym most nerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. It is Monday, it is Rush Hour, and I am Bo Snurdly. You are welcome to join the show, 800 848 W-A-B-C is how you do it, 800-848-9222. And of course, it is a very busy Monday, even though Congress has adjourned. There's a special session today, as you know. It's Devin Archer Day for the committees, and we don't know exactly what was testified to, but we are getting stories that hint at it. Of course, we will get into details. There is other news, however. And let's talk about a few of those stories first and then get into the Biden. Look, those of you that follow the story already know. And this is just confirmation of what you already know about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes, we will get into it. We don't have to lead with it. You already know. And apparently, according to some news stories, it has been confirmed. What you know has been confirmed. Other news. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, has announced official and an official criminal referral has been levied against Dr. Fauci, an official criminal referral. He says that an email, a February 2020 email, absolutely shows that Dr. Fauci lied before Congress. about This is about the origins of COVID. Senator Rand Paul announced an official criminal referral to the Department of Justice, where most justice goes to die. With regard to Dr. Anthony Fauci, he pointed to an email from February 2020 in which Fauci detailed a call with British medical researcher Jeremy Farrar, who was the director of the Wellcome Trust at the time. According to Fauci, those on the task force call included Francis Collins of 
the National Human Genome Research Institute, and other highly credible scientists with expertise in evolutionary biology. They expressed concern about the fact that upon viewing the sequence of several isolates of the NCOV, that's new COVID, there were mutations in the virus that would be most unusual to have evolved naturally in the bats, that there was suspicion that this mutation was intentionally inserted. And this along, this contradicts everything Fountain, uh, that, that Fauci said in a hearing, testifying under oath. This is a worrisome story to some. And before I do a story, this story here, I would like to ask that if you are single and a female, if, yes, Lisa, please get him. If you are single and a female, if you are single and a female, I'd like to hear from you if you have a moment to call us at 800-848-WABC. This is the story. High school boys are trending conservative. Aha. A popular narrative suggests young people and are liberal and getting more liberal. Thus, social media buzzed when a new chart surfaced in the spring that seemed to suggest 12th grade boys had become overwhelmingly conservative. As with many Reddit posts and viral tweets, the truth was more complicated, but the numbers do say this. 12th grade boys are nearly twice as likely to identify as conservatives versus liberal. This, some people will view as very good news. So why would I want young single female or older single female or just single females to call? Because I want to know, what kind of man do you want in your life? What kind of man do you prefer in your life? We men have been hearing since the beginning of the time that you start scolding us, you women, that we are not sensitive enough, that we don't show our feelings enough. You hide your feelings. You don't care. You don't know how to express your feelings. And that we are not metrosexual guys. Those of us that, you know, hold on to being more traditional guys, more conservative guys. And then the feminist movement came up with this phrase, toxic masculinity, to describe most young guys that don't, are not the metrosexual, touchy-feely cry about everything, cry with you while they watch the girly flick movies. Now it turns out that most, and I have a theory as to why, many more high school young men are turning out to be conservative, and my theory is really simple. It is a reaction to the feminization of our society. you got a lot of guys who are rebelling against this. They're told all the time in so many ways that their own maleness is a problem 
And these guys have had enough, these young kids. They're saying, no, 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 I don't agree with that. I'm man, me man, me Tarzan, sort of, kind of thing. And they're not going for all this pressure on that is being placed on them to become more feminized and act more feminized. This is a pushback. Yes, really. I'm, oh, please, I'm, my text is blowing up. James, really? Yes, really. Young men, especially there are a lot of young men who are finally, they're coming into their own, they're in their prime of life as a man. The testosterone is flowing through them. And they're standing up and being counted as real men. The kind of guys that like working with their hands sometimes. The kind of guys that don't mind getting their hands dirty. The kind of guys that, you know, are maybe not the touchy-feely types. The real men, like what we used to praise and say. Remember that old, uh, uh, what was it? It was a stereotype of the strong, silent type. The guy that didn't cry. The guy that, uh, that often, the guy that was a man's, a manly man. And I think my theory is, at the same time that more young men in high school, 12th graders, are defining themselves as more conservative, girls that age, young women that age, if the word girls offends some of you, Young women that age are identifying as more liberal. Back in 2012, 12th grade girls, 19% of them identified as liberal. Today, it is 30% identifying as more liberal. So we'll see. By the way, Generation Z favors liberalism over conservatives by a 48 to 33 margin, but that's the women. So, I mean, that's my, that's my theory, and some of you may not want to go along with it, but okay. You know those guys, Ocean Gate, that sent the, uh, that sent that little sub down there that, uh, yeah. They're back. Well, one of the co-founders is back. They have a new destination. I'm not kidding. The co-founder of OceanGate, the expedition company involved in the recent Titanic wreck submersible disaster, is now setting his sights on something even more ambitious than taking their little sub to the bottom of the Atlantic. Grilmo Soling co-founded OceanGate before leaving the company in 2013, said in a recent interview, he believes that 1,000 humans could colonize the planet Venus. And he wants to begin the process. Now, in case you don't know, Venus, our so-called sister, 
planet. It is roughly the same size as Earth. It is closer to the sun. However, it does not have habitable conditions for human life at all. Average surface temperature on Venus, 900 degrees Fahrenheit. It is so amazing out there. And if there are lakes, they are lakes of methane, not water. It is a volcanic paradise. It is a dead planet, no life, as far as we can tell. The life has been burned off the planet. So I want to know how many of you would be willing to follow this guy, the co-founder of OceanGate, to his new destination, Venus. Good news in the United States of America, and of all places, Georgia. The first new nuclear reactor, and I don't know how long, it's got to be decades, has been opened in Georgia. It is the first new American nuclear reactor built from scratch in decades. Georgia Power Company announced Monday, Unit 3 at Plant Vogtau, southeast of Augusta, has completed testing and is now sending power to the grid. This nuclear power plant will generate enough power for 500,000 homes at full capacity. We need more of this, not less of it. And this is the first nuclear power plant to open up in America in decades. I consider to that I consider that to be very very good news. The ACLU is back in the news. They are suing the first publicly funded religious school in the United States. That school is in Oklahoma. The Virtual Charter School Board is one of the defendants. The Catholic Church is also, I believe, one of the defendants. They've opened up the St. Isidore of Seville Catholic Virtual School, which would use millions of dollars, taxpayer dollars, to operate. The ACLU doesn't like that, neither do some other people who have an issue, and they are suing the A2, the ACLU all too happy to take up the case. Now, church officials there are saying they hope this goes to the Supreme Court. They're welcoming the, the case. They want this to go to the Supreme Court as a test case. Joe Biden and his education department have come up with a new scheme to allow people to take advantage and not pay off their student loans. Department of Education opened up a beta website today for the administration's new income-driven student loan repayment plan. They always come up with some acronym 
Saving on a value on a valuable education, the save plan. So they're going to try to get around the Supreme Court by coming up with a new scheme. It raises income exemptions for the from 150 percent above the poverty line to 225 percent, meaning if you're a single person, you earn less than 328. a year. Under their plan, you could just be a scofflaw and not repay any of your student loans. You know, they'll all, you can just imagine the number of people lining up already. Yes. This sounds like R. Yeah, this is R. This is R. Today's a special day in R's memory banks, you know. He and Aaliyah were married secretly on this day in 1994. Only problem. Only problem. Just one little problem. Matt, do you know what the problem was? I think I do, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Aaliyah was uh, underage. Fifteen years old. There you go. So the marriage between the two superstars was annulled. And somewhere in a jail cell far, far away today, R. Kelly and his palm are probably having very good memories. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly, both Snurly's Rush Hour on WABC. We are coming back right after this. Sometimes silence can seem so loud. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, Eagles made some musical history today, but it's not the kind of history you might think. In 1980, they were having a concert in Long Beach, California. I've been to Long Beach, California. 
tempers boiled over on stage. Glenn Frey, Don Felder spent the entire show, the entire show, describing to each other how they planned to beat each other up after the show. At one point during the show, Frey, Glenn Frey tells Felder, only three more songs until I kick your ass, pal. The group's next album, unsurprisingly, was mixed by both of them on opposite coast. After the suit, the two guys decided they couldn't even bear to be in the same state, let alone the same room. But business, they still they still hung in there. It is amazing. We asked, I asked, if there was some young. Some females, single females out here would like to weigh in on the new trend that we're discovering that men, young men, 12th grade, are becoming more conservative. And so several have called in, and I want to thank you for calling in. We'll start with Nancy in Hackensack. Nancy, thank you. What is your take? Um, Hi. Hi. My take, I don't know too much about the 12th grade boys, but I married the sensitive one after going out with the bad boys all the time. Uh And I wound up getting divorced because he was too nice. You know? So. He was too nice. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, what, what I see is, that the boys, like being a teacher, I do see boys being more conservative in behavior. I don't mean politically. Um, right. And the girls are much more open and relaxed and liberal, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, that's... But sometimes well, thank they, you. And you're a teacher, so you're seeing this. Yeah. And the sensitive guys... You know, uh-huh. maybe they like them for a little while, but I, I think ultimately the women want a manly man that doesn't cry at Hallmark commercials. Thank so you. I hope this isn't listening. <laughs> uh, thank you, sir. And I'm still curious as to what was too nice. He was too nice. What that means. He was too nice. But, hey, okay. And, yes, it's pronounced Glenn Fry. I know. Sometimes I just read it the way I see it and just don't even think about it. Uh, thank you, Nancy. Michelle in Queens, New York. Good afternoon, Michelle. Hi. How are you doing? Hi. I'm doing great. So, um, when I heard hi, your, high when school I heard boys, question, yeah, I'm more conservative. I asked my 16-year-old daughter what mm-hmm. she thought about that, and she said, mm-hmm. hopeful. And I said, well, why do, you, uh, why do you say hopeful? And she said, because that means that there'll be some really good guys left in the world for me to pick from. Ah, so these young sensitive types, these young little metrosexuals in training, those are not the appealing types, the young ladies like your daughter. No, no. She's 16 years old. She's going to be a senior this year, and uh, she's dated a little bit. And um, I can see that she really would go more for a manly type of man, a more conservative, old-fashioned type of guy. Mm-hmm. And those old-fashioned type guys, what are some of their qualities? If you had to just pick a few qualities, what would you say? The manly man, who are they? What are they like? Um, 
willing to commit, um, churchgoers, um, you know, just able to be more manly. I don't know. Um, help more, not, I mean, I just know how to treat a lady like a lady. Gotcha. Michelle, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, James. You know, this this is a very interesting topic. Um, I'm not of the younger generation. I just turned 58. I've never been married. And there's a reason for that, because I'm very picky. And I have, up until recently, I have not found a man that has all the qualities that I want in a husband. I happen to be a modern woman with a lot of old-fashioned values. And I think your first caller, Nancy, talking about this topic, when she said too nice, I think that equates with the word wimp. Um, I don't want a wimp. I want a manly man who can be responsible, just like your previous caller, Michelle, said her 16-year-old daughter is a very smart young woman and is looking for mm-hmm. a lot of those good qualities, a church-going man, someone who can uh, be responsible, who's willing to commit, um, sensitive in terms of being understanding and listening. Uh, and, I, and in my younger days, like, like Nancy, I went for kind of the bad boys, and that never worked out. Um, and I've come in contact with a man recently who I hope there will be a future with, and uh, he embraces all of those qualities that I would want in a husband. Um, he took care of his mother, his elderly mother, uh, after she was widowed. And uh, he stepped up to the plate. And someone a long time ago once told me, you can tell the type of man a husband will make by the way he treats his mother. And I think a man can be sensitive and responsible and still be a manly man. Wow, well put. And I hope that relationship works out for you, Jacqueline. James Golden, Snurley here on WABC. It is rush hour. Your calls are going to continue. Yes, I'll touch on the Hunter Biden news. Nothing. I'll do it right now, even before the break, because it doesn't take long. Apparently, Devin Archer told the committee that Joe Biden is lying, that he had been in touch with Hunter's business associates 20, no less than 20 different times. we That's the news. That's it. We also learned something else. When... Hunter Biden was in court. He testified he was a member in good standing, the bar. Apparently, that was not true. He misrepresented himself before the judge. Imagine that. Both Bidens caught in lies today. Yeah. Bruno takes us in, coming back. WABC, your calls, more news coming up. Don't go away. 800-848. W.A.B.C. On our Monday Rush Hour, W.A.B.C., the crown jewel of American radio. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
I just love that Sinatra story and how generous of Frank Sinatra to lay that on Tony Bennett. Frank Sinatra, truly the first quote-unquote American pop star. And he was, I mean, Frank Sinatra, how do you describe him accurately? A giant. In the studio, out of the studio, a giant of a man. How generous that was. Okay, why are we playing Shaka? Well, today would be, it's the heavenly birthday of Amit Erdogan. Amit Erdogan, Turkish-American businessman, songwriter, record executive, also a philanthropist. He co-founded, was the president of Atlantic Records. Discovered, championed so many of the R&B greats, including, you know, he really was responsible for Aretha's success a lot. Well, she was responsible for her own, but anyway, he was an amazing producer. I happened to be a kid when Omar took me to a studio session with him one day, and it was during the production of this album. And Amit was in the studio producing. I never met him in person, but I saw him work. And it was totally amazing. Amit Erdogan. He was just an iconic giant in the record industry. October 2006, he tripped. He struck his head on the concrete floor at the Beacon Theater during a Rolling Stones concert. Later fell into a coma and he passed away at age 83. But what a legacy. Ahmed Erdogan. More of your telephone calls. We head up to the Bronx in New York. And Eric, my man Eric, how are you? Big Bad Bull, the golden one keeper of the flame. How you doing? Great to hear your voice, my friend. You too. I wanted to talk about, uh, you had mentioned, you know, this controversy <laughs> with uh, Brian Donald's regarding his comments regarding the uh, Florida uh, black education. And uh, the thing is, what you what was struck me was what you said about Republicans not embracing or trying to embrace um, black people to the party. And what, I, what was interesting and came to mind to me was when I was on the Mark Stein cruise, Michelle Bachman walked right up to me when I walked into the room to get my papers and everything, introduced herself, talked, and I knew the name. I never knew who, what she looked like, but she was very kind, very pleasant. She introduced me to her daughter, and that heavyset guy from uh, Canada that was with Mark Stein, he, every time he saw me after he met me, he was always polite, saying hello to me, even if I didn't see him first, he'd always speak to me, but was... Based, again, what you said, and again, so true. I had people on that cruise, part of the Mark Stein thing, that would not sit next to me. If I was there, when I came to the dinner table, uh, they'd look at me like, oh, what are you doing here? Now, after the conversation at the table, some of the attitudes you could see change. And I even found, when I met Mark Stein, I found him to be standoffish. So, you know, what you say is absolutely true, but you see what holds black people to it is the values that they have and how they think. And of course, education makes a big difference. 
And if you're about making change like you are, then, you know, you don't let incidents like that, the people that look at you and like, why are you here? You don't let that overwhelm you. You continue to do what you do to be somebody and to make something. Okay, that I don't know what happened to his phone line there, but Eric, you're gone. Now, let me say this about Mark. Mark is one of the most incredible people I know. And I think aloof would be more than that. You know, he's he's a guy that is to himself and keeps himself a lot. I, and by the way, I'm a little concerned about Mark's health and hope that he's just doing good. Um, he suffered two heart attacks, as you may know, and Mark is just an incredible guy. He hasn't been with us the last two weeks. I don't know whether he'll be with us tomorrow or not. I'm hoping he will. Byron Donalds and this plan. Now, look, you had Tim Scott. You've had Byron Donalds. You've had um, another uh, uh, another congressman come out and say what Byron said was correct. Byron praised the education plan in Florida, but said, hey, okay, it's got a little flaw. And right away, he was attacked as being some kind of fake conservative. He's been attacked as being a rhino. Byron is anything but. He's conservative through and through. His wife and he have been devoting their life to charter education. And I thought those attacks were unfair. Now, Derek Hunter gave me a lot of pushback on that. In fact, he sent me something today that I will read on a future show. So there's a lot of discussion on that. I was just out of my mind angry over the attacks on Byron as not being a conservative, and that still blows my mind, and it still angers me. And this is what a lot of people experience. If you actually do speak up on racial issues, and you are black in the Republican Party, all of a sudden you get you run into sometimes, you run into this dismissive thing. And is this real? Yeah, it's real. And I'm not just going to sit by and watch it happen and not say anything about it. And I love Ron DeSantis. You all know that. I love Ron DeSantis. I think his staff did him a disservice with the way that they handled Byron Donalds. And I don't think that's reflective of Ron DeSantis. I think his staff owns that, by the way. All right, time quickly for another one. Let's go to Jill, another call here on WABC in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Hi, Jill. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for what you you. do. Thank you. I have an 18-year-old son about to go to college. We adopted him from Guatemala, so he's mm-hmm. dark-skinned, and I'm a conservative. My husband is a lefty, okay? Mm. He has become a conservative. Why? We don't, he's not, he, you know, he's online all the time, so who knows what he hears, what he... But he said to my husband the last election, you're voting against what you are. My husband's an attorney. So my son wants to be successful. He wants to go to college. He Ah. wants to make money. He wants to work. He works bagging at a supermarket. He's like, that's what's going to happen to me. No offense to everyone, but I don't want to be doing this when I'm grown up. He is success-oriented. He's success-oriented. Yeah. Success oriented. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And what he's seeing is that there is a political party in these United States Mm -hmm. that is not about success-oriented. Right. Uh Aha. Exactly. And I've come from, if anyone out there has read Dominic Carter's book, that's very much my life story of just saying, I'm going to make it. I want to be with that group, not that group. And I shot for that group that succeeds instead of the group that doesn't. And what a testimony to our host here, Dominic, who is just amazing, by the way. Really. God bless Dominic Carter. He's a stand-up guy. And what he talks about, that whole we-can-do attitude, is exactly what we need instead of the I am a victim attitude. And hooray for you for reading Dominic's book and for citing it. And thank you. And thank you for calling James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. We are coming back. More of your calls. We've got more news stuff, too. So do not go away. This is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Christine Aguilera. On this day, scored her first number one single, Genie in a Bottle. Now, one thing you can say about Christina, this girl can sing. And you know what? After Christina, did you notice it was a trend of Christina sound-alikes? James Golden, A.K. Snurley with you here on WABC. Um, many of you may have seen the video. Cardi, Cardi B throws a microphone. A drink splashes up. I don't know whether this is intentional or somebody. The guy may have been bumped. His, his drink splashes up on stage. She throws the mic. By the way, this guy's suing now. He's uh, suing. He, well, he filed a police report for battery. We'll see whether it leads into a cash grab or not. And Phil tells me that that there's been another incident of mic throwing from Cardi B that happened after this. So apparently, what what happened on the sec? What happened on that second mic throwing deal? Two mics went flying in 24 hours by one Cardi B. The the second so night ha- the second uh-huh. night it was uh, another show. This this one was indoor and uh, it was at the DJ. Not, like I don't I didn't see why. No one really knows why it went flying at her own DJ, but it was after one of her songs finished. Uh, you can just see her just whipping that mic across stage towards her DJ. Oh, it's got a little anger management thing going. An anger, anger problem apparently here. Well, we'll see. Maybe the DJ will get in on it too and just kind <laughs> of. Ooh, Cardi B. Okay, the remarkable Cardi B. Let's go to Susan in Finger Lakes, New Jersey. Hi, Susan. You're on WABC. Darling, Finger Lakes, New York. I'm sorry, Finger Lakes, New York. I was thinking of, you know what I was thinking of? The Franklin Lakes. I don't know. My mind got twisted. Anyway, thank you. Finger Lakes, New York. Okay. So, oh, my God, there's so many topics that you're covering today. Um, I took a break from, you know, my obsession with the World Health Organization to follow, Mm -hmm. um, like, the Devin Archer thing. And I Mm -hmm. got the opportunity somehow 
I heard uh, Joe DeGeneva today. You know, he was like um, oh, the yes. attorney's office yes. with uh, Rudy. And mm-hmm. he, like, put it so succinctly that even I could understand it. So I wonder, like, what you think about this. He said, all it has to show is that Devin Archer, it's, it's all about access to Joe Biden. It doesn't even have to go down the road to, as we've already seen, how is it? He extorted the uh, people, you know, in Ukraine, Burisma. So we already know all that. But this, he, and I think he says it was what's leaked. We don't know yet for sure. But that 20 times Devin said that Biden was on the phone. Even with exactly that the access to Joe Biden is going to be the anchor that now always thinks them. Already what has been leaked from the Democrat side is this guy, uh, 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 one of their guys, Dan Goldman, I think his name is, Democrat congressman, is saying, yeah, well, Joe Biden may have been on the phone, but he was only talking about the weather. He wasn't talking about anything substantial. Let me tell you something. Even that is an admission that Joe Biden had lied, because Joe Biden said he had never even talked about business with his son, had nothing to do at all, and this was a categorical denial that anything had ever taken place. So even if he was on the phone with Hunter's business associate, already the lie has been put to rest. And we shall see where this goes in future days. Adam in Mineola, my man Adam, what's up? Hey, how you doing today, sir? Uh, Good. So y'all, y'all hanging everything on this this convicted felon getting ready to go back to prison again, huh, Mister Alexander? That's what y'all doing. Y'all, y'all so, making a whole cake on this guy, huh? I'm not making a whole case on anybody. The case is on Joe Biden, my friend. It's Joe Biden's words, not the words of Devin Archer. Now, this is easy you enough to prove. All that confidence, sir. All that confidence in is, that guy right there. That's what you're doing? Are you putting all your confidence in Joe Biden? That's what you're doing? Is that what you're doing? You're putting all your confidence in this guy? Alexander's a felon, bro. He's getting ready to so, go back to prison. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just because Joe Biden is the president doesn't mean that he is not guilty of committing crimes. And Joe Biden told you, Adam, Adam, Joe Biden told you that he had never had any contact with Hunter's business, didn't know anything about it. Do you still believe that? He knew nothing about it, never discussed business with his son at all, nothing. You still buying that? If you buy that you. Trump garbage, he'd be giving you. Uh, 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 let's you not. Uh, 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 Adam, let's answer my question <laughs> and not try to do the deflection dance. Do you believe that Joe Biden had no contact at all with Hunter about his business, never talked to him about it, didn't know anything about it, didn't talk to anybody? Do you still believe that? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. My man, you can stay in the delusion, but guess what? The rest of the world ain't buying it. This is circling around Joe Biden, and I have a prediction. It's not going to end well. Judy in Manhattan, you're up next. Hi. How are you, Judy? I'm fine. It's a pleasure talking to you. I just wanted to say that I have four grandsons, and you wouldn't believe that at one time I was a liberal Democrat. 
but I'm raising, wow. we're raising my grandson to be conservative and stay away from liberal women. And <laughs> tell them the questions that you need to ask. Do they believe in abortion? Stay away from them. They believe in homosexuality? Stay away from them. So that's how we're raising our, my, well, all my grandchildren. I have seven. Wow. Well, let me just say this about that. I have homosexuals in my family. I'm not staying away from them. I love them. I have homosexual friends. Do I, am I a homosexual? No. Uh, but I'm not for like just not having any contact with people because they're homosexual or because they think politically different than I am. I am, however, very happy to hear Judy that you are raising conservatives. And I hope that these conservatives will also be full of the spirit that we should love each other regardless of differences, even though the differences are profound and we must defeat liberalism as an ideology. I love you, Judy. Thank you for your call. Mary Beth in Long Island, you're up next. The return of the manly men and women couldn't be happier. And these young women today, good for them. They've got a good crop of men to choose from. I think it's great. I do, too. I think it is surprising and will surprise a lot of people. That's why it made it to press. This story is almost, and the story was in the Hill. The story is almost like, can you believe this? These high school kids are turning conservative. What's going on? How can that be? Look at society. It is a pushback on everything that many of us see that is disturbing around us in today's society. Monday's Rush Hour in the can. Tuesday, God willing, will be here tomorrow at 4 o'clock. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, and your loved ones. Love, too, for being here and for you being here with me. Bo Snurdy, WABC, we are the crown jewel of American radio. Thank you, and again, God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.